So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. And it's like, you have to learn how to get your mind off of autopilot. Like you said, because you start looping. And it's like, you like you know, it's not, like, you loop it. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. But, like, you've processed and now, now you're just, like, spinning <laughs> your like, wheels. Why am I doing it's not processing <laughs> anymore. Like, no one wants to hear it. I don't yeah. even want to hear it. I'm still doing it. Like, someone yeah. stop me. Yeah, and so yeah. you're thinking about what you would have said to the person what you wanted to say. And it's like, that's not going yep. to change anything. So it's a struggle, definitely, for everybody, I'm sure. So what is the scripture that you find meaningful that was on your phone? For that, Oh, that's Philippians 4.8. Philippians? Yeah, Philippians 4.8. Yeah, just fix your thoughts on what's true, armor, right, and pure. And then it goes on to say the things that are praiseworthy, mm-hmm. pleasant. And that just, and I lean on that so much because that's the word of God. And I put my faith in that above anything yeah. else. So I'm like, okay, this is this is the truth and it helps me when yeah. I just it, sometimes when I go to bed I'll just play it at night and just let it just soak in my head and it really it, it helps it yeah. helps me it helps with it helps me stay out of anxiety because um yeah like you said if you allow other people situations they can really get to you yeah but um yeah just keep your thoughts fixed on the right thing so you had something else that you were mentioning before about yes. people's relationship with their faith. Yes. Um, can you please, I'm going to butcher it. So can you, sure. can you pitch it to me? Yeah. So, so many people out there all over the world have been burned and scarred by religion, mm-hmm. or I won't say religion. I'll say what was presented to them as religion, yeah. which actually isn't religion. It's more so of tradition and personal preferences. But nonetheless, it's something that has affected neg- negatively affected a lot of people. And I think that that's something that's that's worth talking about because I've met so many people who are just all the way turned. They don't really that their understanding of religion has been, and even God has been so skewed because of mm-hmm. you know their negative experience with with what was presented to them as religion. Yeah, no, and that that really strikes close to home for some of my family. I know that my dad, after well, he and my mother were in Iran during the revolution and they left. Mm-hmm. And I think that that experience did a lot of things that were disheartening. And it basically made my dad, an, uh, well, it didn't basically, made my dad an atheist because he saw religion used as a weapon mm-hmm. and it and religion used to execute people mm-hmm. for political reasons mm-hmm. um and that broke his faith and there's no coming back from that i don't think for him mm-hmm. and that is a shame because that was it was weaponized for political reasons it i don't i cannot think of most religions do not condone murder i would agree yeah Yeah. i mean there's some eye for an eye Mm -hmm. action going on Mm -hmm. um but that's not for us right exactly you know that is that that might be instances of an eye for an eye being outlined in books but that was for not for us to do 
Exactly. So I literally yeah. cannot think of a religion where you can murder someone. No. And even, like, the idea of the jihad exactly. is taken out of context. Very much so. Like, and for a Muslim to see people killing each other in the name of God is actually... That's not what the jihad is. Right. That's not... But it... Historically, I mean, you look at the Crusades, you look at so many times these things have happened, but I think that with my dad, it it destroyed his faith. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because in the new regime, you are not allowed to dance. Mm-hmm. And Persians love music. That's tradition. That's, yeah, that's your culture. Persians love dancing. That's culture. Until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's Grandmothers, like, everybody. Yeah. No dancing. And only religious music. So strip people of their culture and yeah. replace that with religious music. Mm-hmm. And um, But what's really interesting is that a lot of, despite the fact that they left, right, and that was a part of their culture that they wanted to retain, they were no longer, they, they no longer dance. Oh, so it's almost like it won regardless because their desire for it was, was ruined. Um, so I think there are like weird ways in which that affects people and how the dancing stopped after the revolution, whether or not you were in a place where it was illegal or legal. And there's a lot to be said for like joyous dancing. It's good for your endorphins. But anywho, so sorry. So you said that and I really, really thought about that and how I've seen that in my family. But how do you think that we can recover from those wounds? Those are some some pretty deep wounds. And it's funny you mention that because I've, I grew up with friends from different countries. Mm-hmm. And I never asked because I didn't want to be intrusive. But I always wondered how come, like, you know, their culture is so amazing and so interesting. It's like, how come you guys don't practice it here? You you know, it's like you, you're you 100% Americanized. But after you said what you just said and how that affects, you know, it just because that was stripped away after a while, you just kind of lose your desire for it. Um, yeah. Wow. I've never thought about that. That's that's really interesting. Hmm. But um, I'm sorry. What was your question? Because that's just that's just oh, yeah. thinking. <laughs> These things happen, right? Yeah, and they, they a lot of it is. I'm gonna say, and I hope that this is an appropriate way to describe it. I would say um, mistranslation of religion. Very much so. Very much so. In a way that is um, harmful. Yeah. And is not that. spiritual. Not at all. Yeah. No, nothing spiritual about it. So how do you find your spiritualism if it's been broken? Wow. So honestly, I would say one thing I'm grateful that I was taught early on is this relationship over religion. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, I'll I'll say this. I don't believe it's any of our jobs to convert anybody. If you're of a faith, whether it be Christian, Muslim, whatever it is, you should feel free to, you know, express your faith just because it's a part of who you are and part of your life, but it's not your job to convert anybody. With that being said, I respect everybody. I respect Mm -hmm. the fact that some people don't believe in God. I respect that. I respect that some people just don't know. But to answer your question, what I'll say is how to heal from that is, as I was taught, relationship over religion. So that means to focus on your relationship with God. So I would honestly say if someone were to ask me, for advice, I would say to just to pray. Yeah. Because that was my experience before I got plugged in a church and really understood what all that was. And before I really understood what religion was, I just, I really began praying. And then as I prayed, I began to 
you know, just experience God and have encounters and God will, it's a relationship. So Mm -hmm. you you pray to God and God will speak to you. Now he doesn't, it might not be audibly how we speak to each other, but from my experience, he speaks to you. Um, some people have visions, dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, he speaks to me in thoughts. I have Mm -hmm. had dreams before. Sometimes I will dream every now and then, but um, mostly it's, it's the way he speaks to you. It may come with, um, with thoughts or something you feel in your heart. So I would say the best way to recover is just to not focus so much on religion, but focus on God because religion is something that has, well, what was presented as religion has scarred so many people. Yeah. And I think you have to, it's relationship before, religion because with my experience when I began to focus on my relationship because okay so just a little backstory on me I come from a family of ministers it's all up down both sides my grandparents are ministers in church my mom and my uncle's aunts were raised in church um they kind of came out of church for me because they were churched out mm-hmm. I mean that grew up growing up the black family in the 70s and 80s you're in church every Sunday morning yeah. service afternoon service night service Bible study on Wednesday so she was kind of a lot yes it's a lot it's yes. a lot so um again when she was 18 and my grandmother said you know well you're an adult now she was like peace I'm out so she yes. went into the party life and had a couple kids and whatnot but um around her mid-40s she she came back because though yeah. she was churched out, so they say that relig- that that foundation of who God was, who Jesus is, was was planted in mm-hmm. her at a young age. So it never left her. And when I was in college, when I was nineteen. I was, you know, I was a partier for the most part. I just wanted to have fun. Never was into a lot of trouble, but I just wanted to have fun. It's a common college thing. Exactly. There's no shame. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I remember a conversation that I had with my mom. It was October 2006. I was a sophomore at Fosbrook State. Yeah. And I was at my dorm and I was just telling her about the fun I was having. And she was talking about, you know, well, you should think about giving your life to Christ. I was like, what is that? Huh? I don't yeah. want to live a dry, a boring life. That means I can't do anything. That's what I thought. Because that's, that's what yeah. I thought. I was like, yeah. you, can't, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do. Like, who wants that at 19? Like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, no, like, I'm in my prime. I got to live. So I'll, I'll do that thing later. But, um. I just started praying. Yeah. And my heart started to change. It's not so much that I had to give things up, but my desires for certain things literally began to change. Yeah. Things, it's unexplainable. That's how I know somebody, but God, it wasn't my undoing. Mm -hmm. For example, I used to love, I used to love all kinds of movies. And I'm not coming for anything anybody likes. This is just my personal experience. But I used to watch like the worst horrors. Like I used to watch any nothing bothered me. I had no sensitivity. Well, so you were a film student. I'm going to defend you there. Yeah. And say yeah. That it is also, like as a storyteller, sometimes yeah. you have to watch stories that you have to watch all kinds of stories. In film school, they, yeah, they they so, had all kinds of stuff on the list. It doesn't make but, you a bad person. Oh no, I'm not, that's no, not like at all. due diligence as a filmmaker. Not also, yeah, but um, over time, I'm just going to defend you there. No worries. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. But over time, it's my taste for it just just yeah. changed. Some stuff I just I just started to just dislike. Mm-hmm. So it, it, as I be, as I pray more and just begin to learn who God is and begin to build a relationship, I learned that okay, it's not about religion. It's not about what I can't do. It's literally my heart just began to change in different ways. Yeah. There's still some things that I need to work on, but that's where grace comes in mm-hmm. because you know you're forgiven because of you know. But um. Yeah, I would just tell people just to just to just pray. To just yeah. pray. Because religion will if you listen to people, the most critical and judgmental people are the least to listen to often is what I've learned in life. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hardcore critics even, you know. There's something interesting as well about those practices of mindfulness. Like prayer is in many ways 
similar to meditation or mindfulness, all, all of the above. And I think that these are, um, I'm going to draw a parallel to science because I think that frequently uh, science, and I think that they have been positioned against each other in ways that I don't believe. They kind of go hand in hand. Was, I agree. Is what, studying psychology, that's not goes yeah. hand in hand. Um, and the idea of neuroplasticity, right? Mm -hmm. Like you determine which are the highways in your brain mm -hmm. and which are the small roads. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what is so difficult with something like depression mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. all of the negative thoughts are the highways and having to get into a practice of thinking with gratitude or positively, or as that you are not an onus to society, you, building saying okay right now in my brain that is a dirt road but i would like to try to think that way more frequently and if i use those neural pathways more frequently i will actually find changes like this is mm -hmm. what we see with neuroplasticity and i think that similarly any of those practices are, our relationship with the world changes and our relationship with the world is beyond just what we physically what is tactile there is more that we do not see and hear, more that we do not know Absolutely. than what there is. And I think that, and, and you know, I think it's good to question, mm -hmm. but I remember my mother's doctor. Did you meet Dr. Patterson? Was he at the reception? He was, yeah. I may have. I may have. I can't really remember. I, I want to say yeah. I did. So I think you may have introduced me. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's smart as a whip mm -hmm. and has lived one, one life. Just a really, really wonderful man. And I remember um, he told me, and he'd always considered himself a man of science. Mm -hmm. And um, and he lost his wife. Uh, mm. and, and he told me when I went to go see him, he said, you know, there is so... We think as doctors and scientists that there is so much that we know mm -hmm. there is so much that we do not know we are guessing in the dark here yeah and he told me and, and i hope it's okay that i'm sharing this but um he told me a really interesting story and he said get ready to see evidence of how much more is out there hmm. um because it will it will surprise you Wow. And he said, you know, he also grew up in the church mm -hmm. um, in the segregated Deep South. Ooh. Yeah. Deep South, okay. Yeah. And kind of moved away from the church. Mm -hmm. And then after his wife passed, he said, you know, just, he's like, I couldn't believe it. Mm hmm there, It was like, there, it was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, one day she was, I think, a tax lawyer. Mm hmm No, she, like, excuse me, she was a CPA. Mm hmm So she always helped him with his taxes. Um, and it was tax time mm. and he was like, why aren't you here? Like, mm. I miss you. Mm. Like what's, what's happening? And he didn't touch his phone or anything like that. He came downstairs mm -hmm. and on the phone, he said, there it was. The phone had tried to FaceTime call. <laughs> really? His wife. Seriously? Yeah. Like without him touching it oh or anything gosh. like that. Wow. And it said not available. He was oh, like, wow. he was like, yeah, oh, okay, I get it. Like, wow. And he was like, that was her being like, I can't help you. You like, you got to do this oh, on wow. your own. Like, I'm watching wow. you and I'm here for you, but like, I can't do your taxes anymore. Wow. You know. And he and he wow. said a couple of other things too. 
But um, I thought that was interesting that, you know, someone who would come from science saying that, like, no, what, what I've learned from science is that there's so much more that we do not know. And it is unrealistic All to right. think that this is that it's not possible. Exactly. With our limited understandings, it is more reasonable to think that there is a whole lot out there that we do not have the ability to understand. Um, and being open to that. Exactly. And that could look any number of ways. That could look as, you know more secular spirituality or religion or any of the above, but it is deeply personal and it is a relationship and it is a relationship with something that is largely unknown, but being open to it and allowing it to be a positive effect for your brain. It's exactly. something that we can do. I, I, we can. Yeah.